Did You Have To is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. Hey everyone, welcome back to Did You Have To, a podcast where it's just two bad bitches talking about anime. As always, I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And today we are going to be reviewing the latest My Hero Academia movie, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. Yay! I'm so excited. I've been wanting Um, to talk about this since I finished watching it. Yes, me too. Literally, actually, I sent you a picture of me crying. Because mm-hmm. as soon as it was over, because <laughs> my emotions were everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I just, oh. I was inconsolable and like, I'm mm-hmm. actually really ready to watch it again because I'm like, I feel, so I feel like this is going to be one that really hits with the fan base like real hard. And yes. I think that it's going to, I think that it's going to necessitate watching it a couple of times. So. 100% agree. Just like. It's so weird because this is only the second one in the of the movies, but this one just hit so differently from the last one. And yeah, oh, I, we will get into it, y'all. We just we have so many feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. So, but this is where we say, I know that it is in limited theaters, and you may not mm-hmm. have seen it yet, and your DVD isn't coming in for a bit. This is going to have spoilers. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we do, I don't feel bad at all for any of the spoilers we're spilling in here. So, Yeah, I think it's hard because I feel like talking about Heroes Rising, it's a disservice to not include the spoilers right. because of how much heavy lifting this mm-hmm. film does for the lore of My Hero Academia and really yes. for being – like defining the series like everything Mm -hmm. that has ever existed in this series is culminated in this one movie and i i do think that if you have not seen it yet i really want you to get involved in the conversation so maybe put this episode put a pin in this episode and come back to it when you get a chance yep we'll be here Mm -hmm. y'all can pause it this is probably gonna be the one times i will not be mad for people not listening to our shows oh (laughs) yeah i forgive you Oh yeah, and uh, no, you made. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was saying you made a really good point. Like this movie is impossible to talk about without giving spoilers, just because of like how deep we want to go into it, and we will be doing our audience a disservice too by not talking about the spoilers. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. <laughs> just, you're welcome just... for our opinions. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you, listeners, also. So. Um, but yeah, so we can get right into it. Um, so if you don't know, essentially, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of this mm-hmm. is just from the My Hero Academia fandom wiki because I really had nowhere else to go because all the other synopses were like a sentence. This was the most yeah. fleshed out. <laughs> So, a must-see, full of passion. In this movie, Izuka Midoriya, Katsuki, Bakugo, Achoku, uh, Achako, Uraraka, Shota Todoroki, and all the members of Class 1A will make appearances. Even though All Might was admired by many all around the world, it was with a sad heart that he had to give up his role as the symbol of peace. Because of this, a dark force who has been moving behind the scenes, a villain named Nine, can be considered the greatest villain, who can be considered the great, greatest villain thus far. Um, 
going in a little bit to more detail, I really wish I could have found something that had a more detailed synopsis, but Mm -hmm. essentially... Um, as you know, the My Hero Academia universe has wonderful, wonderful parent and role models who actually care about the children. So in order to make sure that those very caring adults aren't getting in the way of our children's stories, the children have taken part in UA's, uh, it's like a, it's like a training program almost. Like all of them get to be heroes for a summer pretty much. Yeah, like they're running a hero agency. It's like a summer internship, it sounds like. Yes, exactly. Kind of phrased it. And mm. it's all on one small island, and that small island is an island that doesn't have villains, rarely has any crime. Like, they're running around finding cats and making more mm-hmm. ice for a concession stand, but they're getting uh, experience doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, you end up with the villain named Nine, who is out erasing people's powers. And Mm -hmm. they make a reference to season four and overhaul, um, specifically how they developed that quirk erasing bullet thing. Right. They reference that, and then we find out that Nine is actually able to take... He's like a... He... It's a... What is it? All for one. one. Yes, he's Mm -hmm. like a a dumbed down all for one, if we're being honest. And he even has similar designs to all for one, where like the thing around his mouth, um, it's I think it calls back to all for one's character design. So it's just like when you see him, it's kind of just like, it's like this could have been all for one's predecessor, like had he not picked, um, what's his name? The guy with the hands. Hands guy. Hands guy. <laughs> just, I'm not gonna lie. I only know the hot villain name, so I know Dobby, Toga, right. and Overhaul. <laughs> Which is like, so like when I read the manga, Shigaraki. I'm like, oh, I know every Shigaraki. Thank you. That was gonna bother me. I had to pull it up. Um, we're just, yeah, we're Shigar- just, we're just fake anime fans, Nisha. It's okay. We only like anime because men like anime. Yep. <laughs> God. <laughs> that gave somebody validation, and you know it. Oh, it really did. <laughs> oh, they wish. But yeah, so I kind of like got that idea from him. It's like, you know what? This could have totally been like his number two choice had he not chosen Shigaraki to be his like predecessor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought, like, as I was watching, I'm like, I don't see why you didn't pick this man to be your number one. But okay. I'm not rooting for y'all anyways. I think, well, I think it's because I think at least for that, what it has to do is because Nine ends up being able to get One for All's power. I always get them mixed up. All for One's power Mm -hmm. by going through like genetic altering tests that allows All Mm -hmm. for One's quirk to be put in him. And I think that that, like, one of the reasons why he isn't is because All for One, as much as he's, like, training Shigaraki to take over, like, the villain business and everything, All for One is still very obsessed with himself having all of that power. Like, it's it's the invert of All Might and Deku. Um, Mm. And so I think with Nine, you have a guy who's coming up and directly wants to be All for One. And so that's why he Mm. puts his body through that. And he has, like, some dope powers, though. Like, was it, like, those wind tunnel things? Giant dragons that come out of his body? Summons lightning. I don't know what was up with them dragons come out of his body. I was trying to understand, like, are you controlling ice? 
Is yeah, it I couldn't or figure out what just, it was. Like, what is this power? You can just make illusions be real and hurt people, or is it ice? I just couldn't, like, the, for, for the life of me, I was trying to figure it out. But you know what? There are so many different kind of quirks out there. I'm just yeah. always impressed. That is, like, my biggest thing that I'm always impressed with about this show is, like, they literally come up with a quirk for everything, and then yeah. they still come up with more superpowers. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so essentially he, he can, he, his name is nine because he can have up to nine powers in his body at Mm. one time. But the catch to this is that he, it, 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 uh, deteriorates his cells. So the more he uses the power, the more weaker he gets and the closer he gets to dying. And so he is ultimately trying to get and take the power of uh of cell regeneration or mm-hmm. cell cell activation that's what it's called yeah. also these quirks have nonsense names that have like don't very well tell you what things are no because cell activation i immediately googled it and i was just like Am I, I just need to understand what does that do mm-hmm. just like just because like i haven't been in school in forever <laughs> and I was just trying to make sure that, that we learned about cell activation in biology, or is this just like what they call it to just because, you know, pseudoscience name. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And so his quest for that is so that he can stably have all of the powers. And mm-hmm. then that leads him to the island where our precious little babies are. Mm-hmm. And living, living their best lives and helping people. I know, living like the bestest of lives. Like mm-hmm. they're just getting on great. Deku and, and Bakugo are having a friendship, like a I legitimate know. friendship. Talking to each other without someone, Bakugo, mm-hmm. saying, Die, Deku. Hey, like, hey, he left that shit in season three. He did leave that shit in season three. You know what we call that? Growth. Growth. <laughs> I did the hand motion too. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, we need to find someone has to edit this. Please do and then post it on our Twitter. But find the gift. It's from season two of Insecure, and you find her and you she says growth. But please, can you put like I want to see All Might's face on? Oh her my god, that would be such a good edit. I just feel like that, and then growth. I'm just. I will, come on, I'm going to use somebody. that for every episode that comes out with my baby. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, sorry, um, not to get distracted. Yeah, no, but but it's really cool because like this is this is just a really awesome time because you see the entire 1A class just thriving. Like mm-hmm. they're not doing anything big, but they're utilizing their powers. You get to see all of them like I'm not even joking. All of them. Like right. Mineta, Asui, Todoroki, Ida, mm-hmm. Uraraka, Kirishima, Yairozu, Tokiyami, Kaminari, Oyama. I'm forgetting other ones, but I'm proud of myself for remembering those. You did good. Mina. <laughs> yes. I like Mina. She Mina. Uh, like everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And... It's something that you don't get. I mean, and you don't get it in My Hero that much. You know, they have their controlled right. class. They have, they have their controlled cast, so you jump between them, which is why we're only just now seeing uh, Bakugo and Todoroki returning 
to kind mm-hmm. of like the center of the story now in season four and episode seven and the nine and eighty. Um, right. And so to get to to get to see them all interacting with each other and using their quirks, it's just refreshing because I think that this is a movie that has a little bit of shine for every single one of them, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about. Um, yes. But yeah, so they're just living their best life. And then nine comes in. Yep. With his villains and blows it all up. Literally. They literally set fire to almost the entire island and you have you have the kids which I think is a really interesting concept because in Shonen it's very much the opposite. Like the kids are always alone. They always know what to do alone because they're always alone. But Mm-hmm. In this case, kind of like in what was the the name of the other movie? Two heroes. Two heroes. Two heroes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're having the kids having to figure out everything by themselves, mm-hmm. and they can't even factor in Aizawa coming. They can't even factor in right. All Might coming because, like, as much as like the uh, the overhaul arc in season four, where they're doing a lot of work and they're thinking the plan through, they are still dependent on these top heroes coming in and lending them help. Um, mm-hmm. And not necessarily lending them help, but giving them answers. And right, they look to them for direction. I mean, like, I think that's an important thing, like, to reference with um, within two heroes. Mm-hmm. It was only because they didn't get stuck in the room yeah. And get captured with everyone else. And then that forced them to have to think on their own. And that was before they had any training in the field. Like, this is before they yeah. had the, their provisional licenses. So then, like, you're, it's still impressive, like, they were able to do all of that without, like, having that experience. But then with this one, this takes place after the overhaul arc. Mm-hmm. And everyone has their license. And now they're all getting, like, real life experience. And now they at least know that, like, okay, we really can't count on somebody coming to help give us backup we just need like they're making plans and trying to do things and hold out but it's just like even like Mineta came up with a strategy girl I was like Mineta I know you you you're being serious right now and giving directions you little pervert I'm like I guess I guess I guess little pervert can you know give direction also I will say I was happy to see Manetta's quirk actually used in an effective way because I yes. that quirk is bullshit and we all know it and he does I, not like, belong in a one A. It was this yes I believe I agree with this and the only thing I said about this because I saw the meme on Twitter someone had did like it was like Manetta and then two other characters in Hercule and it's like who could like characters that. You like everybody else can beat their ass, but you can't beat their ass. And I definitely said like I could beat Hercules ass. But anyways, <laughs> my point is Manetta was there, and I'm like honestly, Manetta knows how to apply his quirk in situations that he may not be able to fight you hands hand to hand. Like he can't get close to you. Like he can't get close to anybody. But yeah. the boy does know how to apply his quirk to suit his situation. Exactly. I will give him that. He he. You know what he is. He. I'm actually well. I guess support class doesn't necessarily have weapons, but like he'll, he'll right. or doesn't have great, great quirks, but like he's mm-hmm. a good sidekick. Like he can yeah. work his quirk to work with somebody else's. And he mm-hmm. does take that direction. That's a I good agree. point. He, he's a pervert, but he's a pervert and he annoys me. And he's the one I like the absolute least. Like if he could get expelled, that'd be great. <laughs> but 
he at least can be useful in some situations and he can sometimes be like this if anything this movie showed me like look at you actually being serious i know and not running away so yeah and i think that that, that that's one of the really cool things because as the as the villains come in you have them having to confront what their mm-hmm. individual powers are and having to learn how to not only like do use them to they essentially charge up their ultimates and like how they can do that but they have to learn how to work together and who mm-hmm. fits where and what i really liked about it is you have as they're fighting off the villains because they get their asses whooped the first time. We got to say that. Yeah. Their asses get handed to them yeah. the first time. And then they yeah. end up forming a retreat and taking all of the all of the inhabitants of the island to hide them away. Um, they get whooped. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And then you have them come back. And when they come back for this final piece, they're exhausted. Like... Mm-hmm. These kids, it made me just really appreciate how well My Hero Academia does it with always presenting them as children. Like, I never feel like they're adults. Ever. Even when they're, even Ida, even when Ida is being (laughs) Ida, I never once feel that they're, there's always some doubt. Yeah. And it, it's something that you see happen when they fight for for the final battle and they're mm-hmm. all pulling off their their ultimate moves and, and you get to see even the useless powers like Belly Button Man. Um I forget his name. Ayama? Is that Ayama? I, Ayama, yeah. Yeah. He, he's using it. Like and yeah. he and he's doing work. And and you have these kids who are very real kids pushing themselves past any limit that they had Mm -hmm. like uraraka's throwing up non-stop because she just keeps going and momo has literally used all of her lipids Mm -hmm. which that one got me it's just like momo is like actually will pass out yeah she's doing serious damage to like her and kaminari like their quirks and even to some extent like ayama and ochaka like their their quirks take a true toll on their bodies internally. Yeah. Like, like Achaka, she gets like nauseous, but like it can still like be a huge thing that to her power. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if she's constantly using it, she can make herself very very ill. Yeah. But then you have like Momo, and she's creating things. So like when she's not even in the battle, she's creating supplies to help people, and then she's like running herself ragged. Uh doing all of that and i was just like shoot that's right like she's like using everything she's got and like people will like i just remember when people would call momo useless and i just want to say like i never doubted my girl (laughs) i always have faith in her she's always been one of my favorites she's never been useless she's just a teenage girl who doubted herself but when Mm -hmm. you see her in this movie she is sure she is confident. Almost she like that exam that she had with Aizawa and he believed in her. And you know what we call that? Growth. Growth. <laughs> Thank you. Growth. Because what does My Hero Academia give us? Character development. Consistency. Mm-hmm. It builds upon itself and then we get to see it happen in the movie and in the series. I feel like I'm giving a sermon right now. I'm going to sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> just... I just I, 
I feel the spirit. No, Sorry. I mean, it's like, shit. I, I'm with you. Because I would also like to point out Kaminari. Kam- mm-hmm. Kaminari gets some shine, too. Like, yeah. him is, it, it is something that we don't realize. Because when it comes to body-breaking quirks, like, we just think mm-hmm. of Deku. Right. But when you look at these other people, like, Momo is literally using her body to create matter. Like, yes. <laughs> she only has so much. Kaminari can fry his literal brain if he pushes his powers too much. Mm-hmm. And you have both of them, and, and as well as, you know, the other ones, just going past these limits. And right, my heart just was so happy when all of them got to say plus ultra in their own ways. Yes, and they're just like, go beyond plus ultra. I'm just like, I'm so proud of these kids. God I know. Dang it. None of you are, like, real, but you're real in my heart. Just, I have adopted uh, all of you. And you are my children. Let me get my tax write-offs. <laughs> you and Matt gonna claim all I won't claim all of 1A. I know you will. I know you will. I'm just like, I'm nobody's mama. I'm everybody's auntie. That's, yeah, that's what I've fine. claimed. I'm everybody's auntie, godmom. I'm Bakugo's godmom because he's your son. Uh, I just, I can't deal. But no, it's just like, and I, I love that that's like, it's something that, like, a lot of people, like, we say plus ultra and everything, but, like, it, like to see them use it in action yeah. in the movie and, like, how they truly, like, embody it. And it's, like, it's like their school cry or, like, almost like a fight song. Yeah. But, like, that it's, so, it's so much pride in it and how they push themselves to go beyond and, like, that is just so beautiful to see. And then, like, but, like, going back to your point about, like, never doubting them as children, like... I feel that too. And it's like one of those things where like, I can only see these characters as children right now, but it's like, you can also see them as they grow Yeah. from like when we were first all introduced to them as a class and everything. And I'm always impressed with how my hero does a great job of giving us attention to so many characters. Yeah. It's, 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 I think it's one of the best things they do is like we all people have a connection with different characters and they like them. And like, I think it's a credit to how much, you know, time they give us with these characters and how they show them interacting and everything. Yeah, I mean, and I think that I, I think especially this movie, I think I think Heroes Rising really shows how much my hero has taken that Naruto formula which is like, yeah. we're going to have a large cast and there are a whole bunch of people, but they've pushed past that because I know almost all of 1A's names. Right. I know Sasuke, Sakura, and Naruto. That's what I know from Naruto. Maybe right. Hinata and Rock Lee. But like, they were never really sustained in the same way. And whereas I think mm-hmm. if you have 1A and you have you just have their pictures... You can go through and you can start naming them. And and they each oh, yeah. have individual characteristics that make them still stand out in the story because and and that's one of the beautiful things is as much as it's Deku's story, mm-hmm. everybody also has moments of growth. Maybe not in the same yes. way, but they all have those moments of growth. And I think what Heroes Rising does is it gives us time to see these kids. It's kind of like a coming of age movie almost for yeah. For how all of them get to use, you know, their power at like the largest forms, mm-hmm. um, but it's it was really nice to watch them kind of like find that power in themselves. But I think what the with the use of plus ultra did for me watching it was it was 
it was verifying everything fans have said that the series is. Mm-hmm. And it was showing that even though All Might is no longer the symbol of peace. Right. His teachings and these kids are still able to go beyond and they're still able to push. And so even because the biggest fear in my hero is that with all might gone, Mm -hmm. everything is gone. And, and that's something that is referred to throughout the seasons. I mean, season four, we're currently get that with it, with endeavor having to be the number one hero, which like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I hate endeavor so much. I still know Nisha, you'd be all over that. But I'm okay. Don't don't put me out there like that. Don't be putting me on blast. <laughs> we need to be to be specific. I do not. I'm not attracted to this man because I don't approve of his child rearing or how he treated his wife or anything. I just think he's attractive, but he is also an asshole. But I do like a man with big meaty thighs <laughs> and broad shoulders. <laughs> but you don't, 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 big don't, meaty thighs, saying, broad shoulders. <laughs> don't put me on blast, like. I can say he's attractive, but I can also say he's an asshole, so I can restrain myself. Just <laughs> that's fine. I had to, I have to mention your tall and broad men at least once. I know, I know. Every episode, <laughs> every episode, it's fine. It's fine. It's I, okay. I just don't want people- it's okay because guess what? I'm attracted as hell to nine. He has that white hair. <laughs> he loses his shirt. He's ripped. It's fine. This is why we're friends. This is why we're best friends. <laughs> this is exactly it. we enable one another. I mean, um, if you if you have not had the hots for at least one genocidal or homicidal character in anime, are you really a weeb? Are you really doing anime right? I mean, come on. Just, they make the meanest of villains the hottest for a reason. But I digress. True. And just one more thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I have faith that, you know, sometimes they can come back around. Look at Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Just, just saying. So sometimes... They can become an antihero, or they can turn around, turn their whole lives around. But you know, huh. sorry, we digress. <laughs> um, all of that being said, I, I think that for fans of of my hero, they're gonna be excited to see this. Um, they're mm-hmm. gonna be excited to get to experience all the characters. Um, what was what was your favorite? Okay, we and we we have we have specifically not talking not not spoken about Bakugo and Deku yet because they're gonna get their own little thing because yes. they have to. Um, yep. But outside of Bakugo and Deku, mm-hmm. what was your favorite like um, special move, like the big move that that you know that oh. that happened? Oh, okay. So I have to give it to Shoto Todoroki. Yeah, because so I was in this movie. I was like. Todoroki is much more powerful than they're showing him, like, in the fights that he was in, mm-hmm. like, originally. But then they do do a good job of explaining, like, Todoroki can't go all out because there are people around him and he's fighting in a team. So, yeah. obviously, he can't nuke the entire place and take out the bad guy, which, that's something he could have tried to do, but, like, he finds out that he's not hot enough or he's not, like, he, he his power set doesn't, like, his when he's using fire, it's not working well against the, what, what's his name, Chimera. Yeah. That villain. So The Wolf with Dreads? The Wolf with Dreads, which I have questions. <laughs> why does the wolf have dreads? But apparently the dreads are snakes because he's a chimera. But you know what is your quirk, sir? Or did somebody make you? That I got was my dreads first question. And I'm a wolf. I just he's a chimera. 
And I was just They're like, okay. straight dreads though. Like it's dreads. <laughs> it's dreads. And all I can think about is somebody's like, okay, his name's Chimera, and what does his hair look like? And he's a wolf. I'm like, first of all, every Chimera I've seen is a lion. But you know, I I'm mean, not being I know a certain Chimera that was a dog. Okay, we're not going down that path today. <laughs> not today. But yes, that is also a chimera. I know, like, the definition of chimeras can be just, like, a different combination of animals, either a boy, a girl, and a dog. But, oh, my sweet baby. Um, anywho, I think that was, like, that just threw me off at first when I realized, this thing has dreads. Why does he have dreads? Are they? And then I realized that it's supposed to be designed like snakes. Because I think they kept moving. I never the- once saw them as snakes. Like, so I looked up his picture <laughs> in the My Hero Wiki. Okay, that shit snakes. But it is it don't, it it don't don't look like dreads. It's dreads. I was they like, dreads. why does this wolf man have dreads? I don't know. I don't know. I was just kind of thinking, I'm like, so were you black? <laughs> not gonna lie like part of me wanted to text you say so is chimera gonna be on your my favorite uh black anime characters list i don't even want to claim him i don't even want to claim him no you know what no i'm not i'm not usually and i've claimed piccolo but i'm not claiming him we don't we don't know that man oh. i don't know him i just i just oh. <laughs> that His was just character so design needed work just a little bit but <laughs> I was just, like, so thrown off every time they kept on going back. I'm like, y'all could have just not given him dreads. Like, I get that they snakes, but you could have just, like, not. And I guess he cut off the snakes' heads. I, I don't know. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. It was just a very interesting character. They tried to make him look very menacing, but you gave him a dread ponytail. And then he turns into a <laughs> kaiju. Yeah. A giant kaiju chimera. But, yeah. So, when he does that in the fight... And uh, Todoroki comes up with the, like, he realizes, like, okay, so I can't beat him with heat, but I can beat him with ice. So he literally, they do this, they all work together, like how Ida and Sui and, oh, there was just, like, so many people that work together in order to do this. But, like, basically, they get it so Todoroki can get closer to him, sticks his hand in his mouth, and freezes him from the inside out. It's and I so was just good. like... And he's just like, because he's applying what his father taught him of like, <clears throat> how to boot, like, basically in reverse, like, push, telling him to push his temperature as far as it can go. Yeah. But he applies it to like his mother's power that he has from her to the ice and just like realizes like, I we can't hurt him externally, but I can freeze him from the inside. And I thought that was really dope. I think that was like one of the, a very, very good move. And then, sorry, I have to add one more. It's Ochaka's move. Yeah. With, um... Because it calls back to the school festival fight with Bakugo. Yes! It's so I, good! Such a good move. And it's just like, I'm just so proud of how far she's come. Like, she was already, I, like, I've always liked that moment with her and Bakugo. Because one, he didn't go, he didn't pull punches on her because he respected her as a fighter. And uh-huh. he saw her as a threat. Uh-huh. But, exactly, I know you know this. Um, But it's also that she's just... She knows how to apply her power and like just seeing her do that again. It just like, it gave me flashbacks of like, she just used the same move that she was on Bakugo and just like knowing how she can improve it. It is just like, yeah, I'm so proud of my babies. Sorry. I hope I didn't steal any of your favorite moments. Yeah. I think 
And now I'm thinking, because, like, I, I didn't even think about her move being that way. But mm-hmm. it totally is. And, like, the amount of control that she has to put into things. Yep. To do that. It's insane. Like, it, it, it just, the amount of awareness, that situational awareness and coordination that she has for everything to go the way it does. Like, I think that, that that's amazing. Um mm-hmm. I really, really liked, um, I love Todoroki as well, but I liked the fight with, oh my gosh, what's, forget which villain it was, but it was the one where. The hair? Yes. No, 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 not the hair. Slice. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but that was her name. The one with the hair. Oh, yes, it was Slice. Yes, 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 it okay. was. It was Slice. Oh, I, Yeah. Yeah, that was really, really good because, um, and it's funny because I really like this one, but I like it and technically he doesn't win against her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Tokuyama, right? That's his name? Yeah, Tokuyama. Tokuyama. Tokoyami. Tokoyami. Oh, right. Yeah, Tokoyami is fighting her and we get to see him actually let loose his Mm -hmm. demon which we don't really see but what i really liked about it he had claws he had like these like bear claw looking things right i was like what when did he get blades when did shadow (laughs) get blades what is happening i love this but (laughs) what i really liked about it specifically with his character because in the past in the villain arc um when bakugo gets uh gets kidnapped one of the reasons that they're struggling is because Tokiyami's shadow has taken up so much darkness that he can't control it. Mm-hmm. And so since that point, and really for his whole his whole tenure in, in, in UA, he's focusing on how to channel and how to make that stronger while still controlling mm-hmm. it. And I think getting to see it in action against Slice, it was a right. moment was like, oh my God, you've really done it. Like you mm-hmm. have really... God damn it. <laughs> Leia? <laughs> okay. Like, he's really put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting to see him do something that isn't just kind of like something in the background and everything like that. So I right. really liked his. Um, I also really liked the combo fights with Kirishima and um, yeah. I forgot the other person's name. Kirishima. Who was he fighting with? He was the one where they coated their hands in Froppy's. Oh, yes. That was, yeah, that was with the one I was talking about. That was um with Todoroki. There we go. That, yeah, that, that, that was the same one. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was the same one. But no, I just really liked, <clears throat> I just really liked working Froppy into it because. Yeah. She is best girl, but she don't ever get to do anything because she's just a frog. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, no, and like that's so dope because I remember like they've talked about her ability to create toxin. Like, yeah, um, toxins, but it's not really she doesn't like to use it a lot. Or I just don't think she is given the opportunity to use it a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think that is a powerful ass quirk. Yeah. Like she's able to create a neurotoxin that can like make people stop moving but she also knows she can't she probably knows that she can't use it like you know all willy-nilly because then she could probably really kill someone 
Oh she yeah, used it too much. But I think that is just like one of the the best. She has one of the best quirks. Where like and how she applies everything. Because I think it's kind of like how people look at the girl. Ugh. I think every this can go to everyone. Sometimes people just look at the quirks and they don't see how they can be applied. Yeah. And they probably think they can only do one thing. Like they could probably look at Froppy and be like, "Oh, you're just a frog. So what can you do? Like, what does uh-huh. that mean?" But like, Froppy be coming in saving people. Mm-hmm. Like she saves people at the last minute a lot. So they need to put some respect on our girl's name. Uh huh. One hundred percent. Yup. Um. But yeah, so I think I think that kind of like rounds out like the 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 tops, and then yeah. just like watching them do that. And, and and I will say when you watch this, and if you watch this, please add us and let us know who your favorite was from the one yeah. A class scene scene fight. Um, because they all got to do so much. Like I I don't think there's ever been a moment where all of them have been given this much attention before. Mm-hmm. And so I really really appreciate it. Yes, um, and I think oh sorry go ahead no go ahead. I think that's really, tr- like, when we watched the first one, so if you remember in, like, Two Heroes, it's obviously, like, the, how they set up the movie, like, you're given your, like, cast for the movie, so the entire ca- class isn't there. You see, like, cameos of them, but they're not all in action. But I liked how, and it, and that's because, like, how each one plays a role in the plot and, like, everything in the mission, but I really liked them doing it this way in this movie like how we got to see everyone and honestly when you think about it sometimes it's hard to work everybody into the movie like at least i would i would think it's hard to give everyone their moments to shine and like you like oh maybe you don't see this character in action as much like no you really see every character to some extent show like show out and like have their moment and just like i think that's really cool that we get to see the entire class showcase themselves yeah. Like, even Mina, which, sorry, I forgot. That was the other fight that I really liked. Because that's the one with, um, Tokiyami. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. I'm just gonna have to start saying their superhero names. I can't. <laughs> I, it's too hard. But it's just, like, she, her fight with, like, because her thing is, like, acid um, and everything. But, like, she has such great moves. And she's so dope. And she's, like, just... Ah, she's like another one of my favorites, and I think like she shows out. And these kids are like fighting in life, life or death battles. Yeah, like I think that's something important. Like they know they could die, but like the way they face on and work together, oh, it just it, it touches my heart. No, I love it, and I can't, I can't wait. I, I just, I can't wait for people to start talking about this. Yes, yes, like, please, I people. just, I just, I just need it. Yes, y'all hit us up immediately. <laughs> like, as soon as you leave the movie theaters, please hit our line on Did You Have To on Twitter. Let us know who your favorites are so we can have other people to talk about this with, too. Exactly. I mean, I love Kate. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to run each other ragged talking about it. Oh, yeah. That we love. Well, that and, like, well, the hard thing is, too, is we're just, like, I want to talk about all these things, but then, like, mm-hmm. we also got to do it on the show and then, like, also balancing everything else because, like, I have been wanting to talk about my hero stuff because I've, I've finally caught up on everything mm-hmm. for season four. But I'm like, oh, no, what if I accidentally talk about Heroes Rising? I guess I'm not going to talk about my hero stuff. So I'm just nope. posting like my hero gifts because I didn't want to break embargo. <laughs> yep, that is right. We keep our mouths shut because exactly. we can be trusted. That and we, we have been knows. waiting 
And more so than anything, we have been waiting to talk about the baby boys that my hero is all based on. Deku Let's and Bakugo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Deku and Bakugo team up. Yep. To fight nine because they're they're two of the strongest. Um, and they get their asses whooped the first time. Mm-hmm. And it hurt to watch. I don't know how you were, but they're going all out and they're actually working as a team. And I mean they're they're still <clears throat> working independently, but they're 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 working together because Deku is Deku is fighting and then he's about to pretty much lose his quirk and Bakugo comes out of nowhere and yep. saves him. Yep. And it, it's a moment where I'm like, yes, oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just amazing to see. And you think you're going to get this triumphant moment and they're both like near death at the end of it. Yep. Because uh, essentially the, the quirk, the cell activation quirk is a little boy's quirk. And so right. they're doing whatever they can to protect these kids. And Bakugo was even like Bakugo was mean to those kids, but they deserved it. That little girl is that little girl is annoying. I hate her. Fuck that kid. I don't, and I still don't understand her whole issue with like heroes. The, like I just feel like, I mean, I get that she just feels like not all heroes are great, or maybe it's just more like she's just scared about her brother becoming a hero. Yeah. Um, that seems that it's probably more so that that she's scared that her brother admires heroes and she's trying to show him that all heroes aren't great or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Which loving big sister. I know. Cool. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he deserved to be mean to them children. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was a moment that happens halfway through the film and it just it, it was like a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Like, all the other kids have lost, but it's like, okay, well, if they lost, that's fine. These two are still going to win. And then right. they they don't. And mm-hmm. they're near death. And it's like the first time that, like, all hope is kind of gone. Yeah. Because, like, even before they start planning the final fights, they're dejected. They're sad. They're scared. Mm-hmm. And it's the realization of it all, too. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you're right. It's a realization that, like, they are just kids. And mm-hmm. they're trying. And it's not only that they're kids, but, like, they have to step up and save people. Like, if mm-hmm. there is nobody else here, there's no way to, for them to get off the island. Nobody right. knows that they're there because all communication is down. And mm-hmm. they just have to essentially step up and put away their fear and -hmm. they have to smile which is such like the hardest thing because because the 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 movie is filled with like um like uh scenes of all might like switching Mm -hmm. back and forth of like lessons that he's taught the kids as deku and bakugo specifically and you get to see the power in the kids and the power in Deku of Bo- uh, the power of the kids mainly of seeing them smile through it to protect people. Yes. And it hits really hard. And then the little boy comes and he saves them and he repairs them. He, cause like the healers mm-hmm. that they had, they could only heal them to a certain point. Right. And cause it's like all their internal injuries were still damaged. Like they could, he- they closed, they were able to close their wounds. 
Um, yeah. But they weren't able to do anything about the internal damage. Yeah. And it was, and it's really sad. And this little boy just comes out of nowhere, just like really inspired by watching them. And it was, it was a great moment because like these kids were inspired, not just by watching Bakugo, but like, or uh, Deku, but like as a Bakugo fan, like they were Mm -hmm. also inspired of watching Bakugo and like Mm -hmm. Bakugo doesn't get those moments. And so for me watching that, it was a moment of seeing how much Bakugo can be a hero i mean we always know that he was he was never going to be a villain he was always going to be a hero but like it was the first time that we get to see him and how other people see him and in a way that isn't bad like right. no they're not the people <laughs> booing him at the sports festival they're mm-hmm. just two kids that are trusting in these in these two heroes that saved them and so for me getting to see them on equal footing being admired was was amazing Right. No, I agree because it's like, it's why I loved that Best Genus. I feel like Best Genus saw the potential in Bakugo. Yeah. For the jump and that, and he just wanted to, and he, and I still believe that Best Genus taught Bakugo a lot and it stuck, and it actually stuck with Bakugo. Um, but it's like one of those moments where it's like, we've all seen potential in him. Like, yes, a lot of people thought he was just going to, I feel like there were people who really thought he was going to turn into a villain. But he's not. Yeah. He's just, he has a different, Deku is all about saving people. Like, that's his main reason for being a hero. Bakugo's is, like, he'll still save people, but he thinks that he just wants to be the best and strongest hero. Yeah. But those are two things, like you said, those are the two big things they both took away from All Might. Like, Bakugo has always admired All Might because he's always wins. He always beats the bad guy. And Deku admires him because he always saves the day. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, it's just they they admire this character for the same reasons, but like also they take took away two different things from them. So and Bakugo is a hero, and I think it was sweet that they made sure to include that like the little boy saw Bakugo as a hero too, and he acknowledges him as a hero. It's like that moment where Deku saves um, the kid with the T Rex hat, yeah. not T Rex, with the Triceratops hat, like for the first time, and that like that reminds Deku of like if I can't save this kid in front of me. I can't call myself a hero. Yeah. And Bakugo, he is a hero. He jumps into action. He saves those kids. He worries about their safety and he and makes sure they're safe. And then he goes into fight. And I think that's just like so great to see. Um, but I, just, I wanted to say like to add in the moment where like before they like are at their wits. And it's just like it's crazy because like in that moment, I really thought like, oh, shit, this could have been it. Like I thought he might have taken like I mean, we find out. Can I say why? Wait, we said there's spoilers. It was the reasons yeah. why the bad why nine couldn't take Deku's power is because, like you said, he can only hold up to nine quirks. And we found out that Deku. Well, we for people who know how all for one works, and they even explained this in exposition at the beginning of the movie. Deku has more than one quirk inside of his body. He just hasn't found out how to manifest all of them. Yeah, but uh, not getting into all that. That's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's. It's just like, and it's out of pure luck that at that moment, Nine starts to break down and he's unable to like do a finishing blow on them. Yeah. And it's just like, it's complete luck. So it's just like, in that moment, I was like, whew, I was kind of worried there, even though this is a movie and it's not in the series. <laughs> I, I was, was like, huh? so worried. I'm like, I'm a little worried about my babies. I need to make sure they're okay. <laughs> so like that whole moment and then like them being saved 
it was just like, yeah, because like, it's kind of like the stakes are so high, like you really feel it. Like they talk about how Momo was able to send a drone out and get a message out and everything. But now they're all just focused on like, we just need to make it to the next six hours. We got to survive. And then you kind of worry like, shoot, if these kids don't survive, like that's it. They could die. And it's over for everybody on that island and the world. And it's just like one of those, it's those moments where like all these adults on the island are looking at these children. And I just like, I think that kind of like, it reminds me again, like this is a very anime thing where yeah. like the adults are looking at the children to save the day. But it's because like, I'm assuming most of these adults don't have quirks that would be helpful at all. Yeah. But it's also because like the children have truly become the heroes, even if they're temp heroes. Almost like heroes are rising. Right. <laughs> right. Look at that. Look at how that title works oh, in there. Um, so but yeah. Uh, sorry, I feel like I've babbled on about. about no, so, but, I, I mean it's not babbling. That's really good. If you want to take us to when they uh, to the next part in this. Oh story. yeah. So from where like it turns out that um, the cell activation quirk actually is very powerful, and like Deku is up and walking around, and he even says like he. So did we ever? I, I feel like I can't remember the little boy's name. I feel bad about this, but. He doesn't feel like his quirk is going to be able to make him a hero one day, which very touching that Deku and him bond because mm-hmm. just like him, who grew up without a quirk and didn't think he could be a hero, this little boy is doubting his ability to be a hero. He knows he can help people, but he doesn't think he can be a hero. But when Deku is up and walking around and he sees that he saves Deku and Deku lets him know like your quirk is amazing and you're like and he like reassures him that like your quirk saved me. I think that was just, like, so cute and adorable and just a powerful moment. Uh, but, like, from there, the next scene kind of, like, jumps into they've all come up with a plan and to separate the three villains and how they're going to do everything. And so we've already talked about the fight scenes with the other ones, but now we get to Deku's and Bakugo's yes. fight scenes. And, y'all, I just have so many feelings right now because... There's a moment where you think, like, their whole strategy is they are just trying to hold out long enough until the point where Nine is exhausted, and that means they can at least knock him out, and they can, like, incapacitate him. So mm-hmm. that's, their, that's their whole thing. They just want to hold out long enough, either until the other heroes can get there and get their message, or they can hold out long enough to get the villain knocked out and incapacitated. So... Yep. And then this fight, like, they're doing combo moves. They're working together. They're using each other's quirks to their abilities. Like, when Deku flies back and Bakugo catches him, spins around and launches him up forward to get an attack in, I I, I scream. It's so good. It's so, so so good, girl. Like, I... uh, (laughs) I, So... There's this beauty in watching them work as a team because, like, Mm -hmm. this is the first time we get to see them really put to the test, like, what All Might was telling them Mm -hmm. during at the end of season three. Like, at this point, like, Bakugo has recognized Deku, like, they're equal. Yes. They're, They're teammates. They're people who... At the end of the day, and it's something that everybody always forgets when they talk badly about Bakugo, which, like, he was a dick in the beginning, I know. But, like, he just wanted to be All Might. Yeah. 
he just wanted to be All Might and he just wants to be a good hero. And I think that that's something that gets lost with all of his aggression and his competitiveness. Mm-hmm. But there is goodness in there that hits the same way as Deku. They just have different ways of going about it. So seeing them get to fight, because like it's such a different kind of fight too, right? Because like when Deku is fighting Overhaul, it was like, no, I have to kill, like I have to, I have to defeat Overhaul. When Deku was fighting all of his other villains, he had to defeat the villains. This one, they like you said, they both know that they can't win. Like, right. they're going into this fight knowing that they can't win. But what mm-hmm. they can do is make this man so tired that he has to stop. Right. And so it's like, the very nature of their plan means that they're going to get hit with so much stuff. Because in order for that guy to get tired, that he has to use all of his powers all of the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's incredibly dangerous. But when they started working together, I was like, oh, my God, this is just what I want. These Mm -hmm. are my babies. Exactly. And it's just like, it's so, uh, it's just like, it's it's just like, you even get the flashback where it's All Might talking to them on that night where they had that fight. And he says it exactly where, like, if y'all could just work together, you bring out the best in each other. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but like, you bring out the best in each other. Yep. There it and it just reminds me so much of like Dragon Ball Super when Whis is talking to Goku and Vegeta and basically saying like if you each could learn something from one another and learn how to work together you would be unstoppable and you could achieve like you could both like exceed to the next level of power. Like I always think of like that and I always think of them as cuz it's like it's like for me that's like the blueprint for the shonen rival thing. And we've talked about how Deku and Bakugo and their shonen rivalry. I feel like it's this generation's Vegeta and Goku. I mean, yeah. insert in, insert any yeah. old like old school shonen rival, but like to me, Deku and Bakugo does something special for the shonen rival trope. And I don't know how to quite phrase it. And I don't. And I think I, we talked about this a little bit. It's just like, is it because like they're kids and we're seeing them go through it as children and as they grow together and they're just pushing each other to the next level, instead of like them being grown men training hard and be, and punching each other to death, and then like there's a and then there's a hero that's and then there's like an ultimate winner, like I don't know what it is, and I I feel like I need to dissect it more. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm trying to still like wrap my head around it. I just it's like their their rivalry does something is something special. It is. It, it like I agree. Like their their rivalry, it kind of redefines what a shonen rivalry is. Yes, because that. When you look at somebody like Goku and Vegeta, like they exist to just themselves get more powerful. That's it. And that's right. then that's what shonen rivalries have been defined as. Like how can mm-hmm. I be more powerful from this person and we will contis- we we will consistently compete to be better than each other and make each other better in that way, but like kind of like you said like Goku or not Goku, Deku and Bakugo they make each other better because they're they're working to the same point. Right. They're not working for something else. Like they're not working for their own gain. Like it's mm-hmm. it's for their own game in a way, 
but it is very much the same position, which is like they both just want to be All Might, which I th- mm-hmm. again, everybody forgets. And I think this film does it so well in splicing in moments from the season three finale. Mm-hmm. Um, not finale, but the, the end of the season three arc where they fight each other. They splice in moments from All Might talking to both of them. They they do such a really good job of showing All Might's teachings from the entire the entirety of the series and pulling it into one one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that I just feel for them and their rivalry is taken to it's like a step above where Sasuke and Naruto are, a step above where Goku yeah. and Vegeta are. Like they they are the same. They are very much the same. And if you want to talk about the moment that makes them both the same, we can do that now. Yes, let's talk about that. So, again, Nine gets the boys back into quite the corner where it seems like all hope is lost. He is able to, like, just pin them down and he's about to steal the little boy's quirk from him. But there's something magical that happens in that moment because Deku... At the last minute, like, they hear the little boy call out to them, like, we still believe in you, I believe in you, and that snaps him out of it, and Deku has a realization, it's like, I have something crazy that'll work, and he tells, and they look at him and says, Kachan, I know what we have to do, and Bakugo, like, has this look on his face, which I feel like I've never seen this look on Bakugo's face, and he looks at him, and he, and they both know what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, he know he knows what he's talking about before he can even say it. And it's like without words, Deku's like, "I'm not enough to beat him. One hundred percent, full cow is not enough to beat him. But together, we can beat him." And he holds out his hand, which is covered in blood. And Bakugo, I'm assuming how the transfer works is because Bakugo has like an open scar or whatever. Yeah, so they show the they, yeah they show the open cut. Yeah, the open cut. So. And they touch, and he essentially is giving him all for, sorry, one for all. He passes on, just like how All Might gave Deku his quirk, Deku is giving his quirk to Bakugo. I was crying so hard. The tears! Like, because they have that moment, and when they put their fingers together, they end up just holding hands. Yes! And I was like, oh my god, my babies. I was just like, I'm crying for so many different reasons right now. It's because the whole thing with, like, this is Deku's quirk that was given to him by All Might, and he's like, he's come to the realization that All Might can't be upset with him for giving his quirk to Bakugo, because he at least acknowledges Bakugo, and, like, if there was anyone else in the world... He would be okay with Bakugo having the quirk. Right? Like, that it was... Hurt. It just hurt so much to see it. But it was also, like, this beautiful moment that, like, for me, like, I was like, oh, my God. There is no way that this fandom can say that Bakugo doesn't deserve anything anymore. Because literally, Deku took what All Might told him in that third season and mm-hmm. applied it and was like... Yep. It, it was it was just beautiful. It's and so beautiful. It was Ugh. the and it was also the fact that Bakugo didn't want it. Like that yes. like Bakugo didn't like if that was Vegeta and if that was Goku, the other people just want to get past stronger. They don't care how they do it. Right. But with this Bakugo was like, "No, like this this is your power." And it was and it was important 
mm-hmm. that he said you're power to Deku because yes. the entire crux of their dynamic as rivalry is Bakugou not wanting to fight him again until Deku mm-hmm. has made that power his. Yes, and he and even so, says in the beginning, hurry mm-hmm. up and make that power your own. And this is him acknowledging it. It's just, it's it's beautiful. Like it, It's it so is, beautiful. When it comes to character depth and character mm-hmm. growth, mm-hmm. especially in Shonen, mm-hmm. I can't name a better example of that than in My Hero. And I think I can't. continually they just one-up themselves and prove it over and over again. And mm-hmm. this was this was one of those that really did it. It did it. It really, like, they knocked it out of the park. And it's just, like, on so many levels. And it's, like, in that moment, and then even Deku acknowledges this, and, and Bakugo asks him, like, so what does this mean? Will you still have your quirk? And he's just like, well, All Might was still able to be the symbol of peace, and he had the embers of it, of his power in him, but I'm passing mine on to you. So Deku acknowledges that he knows that he'll still he still has some power in him, but mm-hmm. it's that he doesn't know when it will go away. So he says, like, it could run out, like, I could use all of it in this fight. I'm going to push myself. And they both agree to push themselves to the limit. In this one fight, in this last fight, my in baby order... boy breaks his entire body in the same he way. He broke his arms. He broke both of his arms because again, he don't know how to use his quirk. But uh, Deku already has one broken arm. But then, okay, so y'all, this is like the transformation. Their hair is glowing. Their hair goes like it was a total DBZ callback. Like their yes. hair flies up and it, it's just it's beautiful. And they're Ugh. and Deku is green and Bakugo is orange and they have this like it, it's beautiful to see them so defined as themselves, but then at the yes! same time working together. Because like mm-hmm. I there were just so many mo like I don't think I have been that moved or that mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat. Yep. With an anime fight, like right. ever. Like it's e- just ever. it it hit me on a different level because I think this is again goes back to my point. When I talked about it even like earlier this week, I think on Twitter about and hero and two heroes. When you see Deku and that it's a scene where Deku and All Might are working together and they're fighting with one another. You see glimpses of Deku finally making all like we're making one for all his own, but yeah. he's still trailing behind All Might. It's now like and that's really for me that hits on a different level because as we know, after that movie All Might has his big battle and he's no longer he he's no longer the number one hero anymore. But it's also because this is the moment that in that last moment, that's the last moment Deku is behind All Might. Now yeah. he's moving forward and he has grown into his own hero and he's applied all like one for all to be his his power. So then seeing this scene where De- it's not like Bakugo started pulling out how like he applied one for all to his quirk. And to his abilities, to what mm-hmm. works for him. The boy made magma. Oh my god. So this was my favorite. So yes. what I love about this fight scene mm-hmm. is that our boys continually get knocked the fuck down. Like yes. they keep getting knocked down and they keep getting back up. Mm-hmm. And Naku, they, they, they've made these big craters 
and mm-hmm. Bakugo gets just essentially just swatted into one. Mm-hmm. And his arms are broken and he can't climb out. He can't use them. And so what yep. does my baby do? He walks through the goddamn earth by making magma. He walks through the ground because he won't stop fighting. He uses everything in him, everything from 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 uh, one for all and everything Mm -hmm. from his own his own his own quirk to just do what he can to get back in the fight. Yep. And again, I say this, I have held Bakugo. For like, I've hold I've held him accountable for many things, mainly for telling my baby to die. Just yeah, saying. It's mainly a good telling, thing. It's a good thing to hold him accountable for. It's very I, bad. Yes, thank you. That is it. I've only held him accountable. I've never said I hate Bakugo. I've never said I, I call him a villain. I stand Bakugo. I'm just I'm saying this right now. This movie will make you a Bakugo stand. I've always loved this character. I'm not jumping on no bandwagon. I'm just making this very very clear. Yeah. But, like, if anything, this movie will make you a Bakugo stand. Yeah. And I, I, I just, like, and because you cannot deny the boy's heart is not in being a hero. And, like, how he pushes himself. And I yeah. loved it. And it's, like, just seeing that scene, I'm just, like, oh, my God, don't die. Like I know. I was so scared. Uh, I was just, like, there's so much going on. And then, like, my nephew over there, he just becoming lightning. He's just moving so fast. It become Deku's just basically a freaking piece of lightning bouncing around and doing all because he broke his, both of his arms earlier in the fight, um, as he does. But it's just just seeing the, how they're pushing themselves and not giving up and like to the limits of their they they could have died. Yep. In or and it's just like just seeing how they kept on pushing themselves and pushing themselves to like like you said, Bakugo is literally working like walking through the earth and he's using his face to create magma. Um Like it was it was one of those things where like I can't even tell like it, how do I explain it? Deku has set up such a high bar for being a hero, and mm-hmm. he's done that in every fight. The boy has used his cheek. Yep. Like, he's used every part of his body, and getting to see Bakugo be kind of held in that same standard. Because you're right, mm-hmm. he uses his face. He secretes all of the nitroglycerin from his face. The boy is exploding his face. Yeah. To make yeah. this. Mm-hmm. to keep fighting and i just uh so one of the things that gets me is i think the reason this movie is so good is because this was supposed to be the end this was supposed yeah, to be the end of the series yes let's get into that because i have feelings that this would have been the end like for those of you who don't know i think it was when the first movie came out they announced the second one, and then there was, like, talks of, like, there's not gonna be a bunch of movies. They have plans to, like, maybe do only two of them, if that. But then yeah. this year, we got announced that they're making ten. Yep. Total. So now we have two, and we got eight more to go. So, yeah. How would you wait. feel? I, I know, I can't wait. But, like, how would you feel if this was actually the end? I I would have been okay with it because I'm a Bakugo fan. Mm-hmm. 
And that's if, and that's if, but, like, okay, so in the end, so wait, so hope, pa- let's pause for a second. Yeah. Should we wrap up the movie and then yes, talk yes, about yes, 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 how yes, this ends? Yes, 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 let's, let's wrap up the movie. Okay, so it ends, so Bakugo, Deku, they do the damn thing. They take out the villain because he's exhausted his power and they save the day. And it's like, and they are both knocked unconscious from the fight. And they're like, they beat that man so bad. The top half of his body is burnt and broken. And he like flies off somewhere away. And they do Detroit smash together. 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 In perfect unison. In perfect unison, which I'm like, they both their arms are broken already. And it's just, uh, they it hurts my heart in a good way. So they win, they save the day. And they both are, like, passed out unconscious. <sighs> okay, so, when Deku wakes up, he sees All Might holding him because the heroes finally made it to the island. They, all the kids actually ended up stopping all the villains, so they're able to round up the ones that they caught. Uh, and the kids, the, ki- the, the, the kids are saved, they're relieved and everything, and the, and the heroes are there. All my toting Deku, and he's telling like, "Good job, great job, you did, it. Like, you did it." And then like Deku starts crying in All Might's arms, and he's apologizing to him. Um, and he just he's so broken up, and he tells him like, "I had to give uh, all for all for dang it, I'm gonna keep messing this up. <laughs> one, one for, for all. all. I had to give one for all to Bakugo, and he explains to him like, "I figured you wouldn't be mad." Um, and he's just, like, feels like he should just let him down so much. And All Might just, like, looks, like, is just, like, has this look on his face where he's, like, no, you did your best. And, like, he's kind of shocked and everything. But then it's, like, Deku passes out again. Deku's body starts glowing again. And All Might realizes he didn't lose All for One. He actually has it still in him all for one the hero the hero the past heroes the the power itself allowed deku to share all for one with bakugo for this one instance in order for them to save the day so it, it it's not permanently gone it's just like it showed that he was able to share that power with him and, the, and, and it, it seems like when they like are, are the next day Bakugo has no memory at all that he had all for one. That and it hurts. Was. It hurts. I'm so mad that yeah. they did that. I, I wanted him wish to they hold didn't. it. Like I, I wish, wish they didn't. Like I like I get it. Like so, I know that like they did a good job of like putting the. And I said one for all. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I just realized it's one for all, y'all. I'm sorry. It's just so confusing sometimes. Sorry. Like I, it was one of those things where I was really excited. Because I I know that anime movies don't necessarily always get referenced or have really big canonical implications for mm-hmm. the series. But I wanted this to be different because that was a moment in their friendship mm-hmm. that I think solidified it. And so it hurts me for him not to remember. Right. And I think the only reason they... I, I, I'm, I'm saying this because this movie had to make a while ago. I don't know what was the decision here to like... Maybe they, if this was movies was meant to be the end, did they like change it after they made it already before yeah. it premiered in Japan? Like maybe it was meant for Bakugo to just take the to have the power. 
yeah. and be the new holder of it. I don't know. But that would have been very interesting to explore. So then oh, that yeah. makes me think the whole Bakugo not remembering thing is meant because they don't want him, they don't want that to like feed over into the series. Because the even though like yeah, the anime movies typically don't, you know, it's not canonical, but my hero does reference their movies. Like, I think in this last season, they definitely referenced how All Might went to America and they say the character's name. Like, the his friend in America. Yeah. Uh, Dave. And they, and they reference that part of his history. So that's canon. So then that makes me think, like, okay, so certain things from the movies are canon. Or, like, or all are the movies canon. But then that, to me, explains why they made it that Bakugo forgets that he w- that he used one for all because i feel like that's not going to be a thing that they'll do again or if they do do it again they will not want to do it in the series yeah if that makes sense i just like if, it, if the ability to share one for all is something i think that it's it's not meant to for them to like bleed over into the series yeah yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I know why they did it. I just But I get it. Oh. <laughs> that being said, so like I would have been really happy with the ending. Mm-hmm. Um uh, if it had ended without being open like with Bakugo keeping the power. Right. But I do think that an ending like that would be awful for a lot of people who have not liked Bakugo. Uh, specifically because it would mean that I I feel like people would feel the same as I did when Mirio lost his power. Like, there's so much that Mirio needed to do. There's so much that, like, me, all Mirio wanted to do was be, all he wanted to do was save people. He had so much and he was so talented and he was getting a hold right. of it and he was competitive. And then overall takes his power. And Mm -hmm. I think that same, like, empty feeling and that sadness, I think, I think that that is what would have been felt with this instead Mm -hmm. of this, like, hopeful thing that, that it ended on. So I I do think that they couldn't have ended it that way. Mm Mm-hmm. But. I agree. I, like. If this was the end, like, if we weren't getting any, if, like, if the series was over, I would be okay with this. I mean, honestly, no, I wouldn't be okay. Um, I want this, I want this series to go on forever. I want to yeah. see them, I want us to have a, a five-year skip after they're in high school, and I want to see them as adults. I, I don't really want, want that. I, right? We deserve it. After all the five-year skip anime that be coming out. I want, and I don't want them, I don't want them to be parents yet. I don't want their children. I don't want that. I don't want want their children. (laughs) I want to see them as adults in the world, doing their hero agency things. I want to see them having romances. I want, I want to see them grow. Relationships, adulthood, being adults, not children. We we don't need them to be parents yet. I want to see them out in the world and being heroes and facing the struggles of being an adult hero. Because I feel like that's something to be said. And I and I think Aizawa should be the principal at that point. Yes, he really should be. He should he needs to be the principal. Just somebody 
hear us. I know we're just, like, shouting into the ether right now, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's just, like, one of those things where, like, I truly see this series going on for quite some time, and it's so, so good, and it deserves, like, we deserve to see these kids grow up into, like, the full-fledged heroes that they are going to become, because we see that potential in them. And it's just so beautiful. But, like, man, if that had been the end, I think I'd be in tears. I really would have cried. Like, I'm telling y'all, I'm not allowing Kate to post that picture that I sent her. Because I'm, I'm, I have my hair tied up and I look a mess. But I was, I was up and I was crying. <laughs> I was in my feelings. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's just so, it's so good. But, oh. It was a yeah. lot. Um, it was a so... lot. So. Oh, wait, the last part of the ending. Yeah. So if y'all are wondering what happened to Nine, uh, Sugar Rocky pops up and dusts he, his ass. Pretty much, he Zan- he Thanos his ass. Snap. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he yeah. It's just like he got rid of him real quick. So yeah, because they played a role a little bit in the beginning, and you got to see Dobby, not be Dobby, but it's Dobby. But yeah, so it's I a double. It's a double of Dobby. Yeah, it's a double of Dobby, which I was. Which like, I do. Th- so I think out of all the quirks on the show, this is probably for another thing. The way that doubling quirk gets used is the mm-hmm. most inconsistent thing in this goddamn show. And I oh, don't understand yeah. it. You want to know something that's really interesting, though? Ah, uh. if he that I think he is probably the most the most powerful one of the most powerful villains if he really applied his quirk. Yeah. In a way, because, like, it's terrifying when you think about it. He can make a double of anybody. And they have the same attributes and power. And, like, I like how they explore that character's... It's twice is the character's name, but, like, I like how they explore, like, his whole dilemma with, like, him, um, like, the the reason he wears a mask and everything and all that. But if he were to, like... If he weren't a sidekick, he could actually be, like, more threatening than, honestly, All for One. In my, This is just me thinking, because essentially All for One is just powerful because he has all these quirks. But Twice can create doubles of people with quirks. Uh-huh. That obey him. So, just saying. I'm just gonna leave that there. This isn't, this isn't a villain episode, but... But we should do one. And you all didn't know that this is us becoming a My Hero Academia podcast. Yes. (laughs) In this this house, we stand My Hero Academia. And we will Uh talk about everything. Because there's so much to talk about. Literally everything. We can do a best girl episode. We can do a best boy episode. We'll do a villain episode. An Aizawa episode. We're going to be doing a Bakugo episode right here in a minute. Yep. A Bakugo episode is coming y'all way next. So... Anywho, sorry. I think that's so. With that, does that close? Did we talk about everything? That's it. I think. I think we got everything. I think we got everything. I definitely want to hear what everybody else thinks. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I'm very. I'm very excited for y'all to go see it. Like, definitely go see this in a movie theater. Like, it is worth going out to see it. And I say this as someone who's like, whenever an anime movie comes out, I have to drive two towns over to get to the theater that plays it. It is worth that trip. To that movie theater. It 100% is. Mm Mm-hmm. But. Okay. (laughs) I guess, do you want to give your rating? Do we have, do we, do we give it ratings? 
Yeah, let's do ratings. I feel like we should still do it for this one. Um, I'm going to give it a 12 on a scale of 1 to 10. Yep. Just it's, it, it exceeded my expectations in yeah. every way. So it, it is was, a 12. It went beyond Plus ultra, yeah. if you will. Oh my God, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that this, uh, I do saw, I, I mean, of the newer anime movies that came out, I don't think Ed of, End of Evangelion will ever be touched because I think that that's the best anime movie ever. Mm-hmm. But I do think that this is probably the best anime movie that's come out that's directly related to a show in at least the last 10 years. It is the best anime movie of the decade. I will give yeah. you that. Because we are in a new decade. And I can say that. <laughs> I can say that right now. Yeah. I loved it. And I, ho- I hope everybody mm-hmm. listening loved it. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what your favorite moments were. Like, get involved with us on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. At us. Tell us things. Um, yeah. I guess, uh, and you can do that by following us and interacting with us on at D-Y-H-T underscore pod. And mm-hmm. you can find me on Twitter at Oh My Myth Randier, where I will finally be raving and yelling and ranting about My Hero Academia Heroes Rising because I have been waiting to do it since I got that damn screener. Mm-hmm. And yes, I will also be joining Kate in the raving and the ranting at L-A underscore N-E-Y underscore S-H-A. Just, yeah, y'all hit us up. Like, tag the mm-hmm. show and tag us, and then we will talk about it with y'all. Also, I will say, between Dragon Ball Super Broly last year and My Hero this year, Funimation is knocking this shit out of the park. They really are. I just, like, I stand Because... Mm-hmm. I thought, I, I think I said it when I watched Dragon Ball Super Brawly. I was just like, how? Like, you really exceeded my expectations for a Dragon Ball movie. And it's just like animation, story, plot, character development, everything. And then they do this one. I'm like, how dare you exceed my expectations to this point where I'm crying? <laughs> just, yep. They are, y'all are killing it over there at Funimation. Yep. Anyway, yep. anywho. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Uh, with that, am I, are we ready to close out? Yes. Okay. Will we ever see Deku share one for all with Bakugo again? How would y'all have felt if this was the end of My Hero Academia? And how do we feel about Bakugo being able to wield one for all. Find out next time on Did You Have To. Bye. Bye.